0: Direct from Fort Meade, Maryland, this is DINFOs Live. Welcome back to another episode of DINFOs Live. Today we're gonna to be talking media literacy. And I have with me three Marine Corps Communication Strategy Officers, or Comstrat Officers. Majors Greg Carroll, Major Joshua Larson, and all the way from the luxurious travel destination of 29 Palms, Major Jennifer Giles. Thank you for joining us. Gentlemen, you would have a seat. Uh, we'll get into our positions here. And I should point out that Major Larson is going to be taking the media qu- uh, queries or questions. Uh, media queries. See, I'm I keeping you a <laughs> Comstrat officer. Um, your questions online, so if you have those, please send them in and Major Larson. Um, we'll get those. All right, let's do some quick introductions. Major Carefully Wood, please. Just tell me um, what you do for your job.
1: Absolutely. First of all, thanks for having us. So, Major Greg Carroll, Comstrat officer at the Deputy Commandant for Information. Also a master's in media studies. Um, so, in 2017, Secretary of Defense General, uh, General James Mattis um, made information a joint function and then in 2019, the 37th Commandant General Neller made information the 7th warfighting function for the Marine Corps. So, I think that kind of underscores the value of information on the battlefield. So, more specifically talking about mis and disinformation today and kind of the role comms officers play in
0: that. Yep. They got it. No, that's good. I appreciate that. And Major Larson, how about yourself? Yeah, Ch-
2: yeah Chad. Like, like Greg, I also uh, went to San Diego State University in a 4505 communication planner. I have a master's degree in media studies. Uh, currently, I work at the communication directorate at the Pentagon. Uh, specifically, I'm responsible for basically public affairs and visual information, doctrine and policy, you know, ComStrat. Yeah. Um, and I also work with a team that, that considers training and education across the Marine Corps. So happy Perfect. to be here.
0: All right, good, gentlemen. I'm so glad that you could get out of the Pentagon and join us in the studio today. And Major Giles, if you would, tell us a little bit about yourself out there in 29 Palms. uh, uh,
3: Perfect.
0: So. First off, very qualified uh, guests on the show, and with three of them, we'll be able to answer, hopefully, any question you throw our way, so please start sending those in. Um, before we, I guess, really get into it, if you could, Major Giles, I'm gonna ask you, could you define media literacy to me uh, according to what academia says? Okay, I appreciate that, and I guess a follow-up to that, let me ask, um, is it different than, than digital literacy or social media literacy, or are they all combined? Do you have some examples um, that you could that you could give on that? Yeah. So we kind of got started before I gave the disclaimer, but I really want to point out that we're just having a conversation about an important subject, and this is not policy. It's not guidance. You're not setting the law or anything. It's just this is your education, and you guys are very skilled in this, and we're going to talk about it a little bit, and that's kind of what we're here for, and that is the premise of this show is Beyond the Classroom. It's all about education and having a, a you know, a conversation about subjects that we need to be having. Um, so let me go, Major Carroll, if you would, So what's the difference, I guess, between mal, dis, and misinformation?
1: Right. So I think to kind of simplify, there's two main components. There's the intent and accuracy. So we look at disinformation, probably the most popular one. So the intent of that is to deceive, and they're deceiving with false information. So again, that information is not accurate, and the intent is to deceive the intended audience. We look at misinformation. the The information is inaccurate, but the intent is not to deceive. The intent is to communicate a message with good intent, but still pr- 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 uh, communicating false information and then malinformation. That information may be accurate, but the intent is still to do the audience harm. So we think of like posting vulgar imagery or something like that. That information is accurate, but the intended audience is harmed
2: by that.
0: Got it. Okay. Any any other thoughts on that one before we? Well,
2: move I think on? I would just add that you know malinformation is a lot of times it can be half the truth you know it's it's without the context right without the full picture without the full context you can take a lot of information that's absolutely true but if you leave out the other 25 percent of context it it's it misleads so that's that's why it's in some ways um even more dangerous because if you tell somebody that's malinformation they can hit you back with no this is the truth it's verified well yeah it is but but you're missing that other part part, so yeah
0: yeah now it's important um to point out um, why? Why does it make people? I guess why are they vulnerable uh, to misinformation? No. Okay. Good point. And, and so it's really, I guess, the importance is understanding what you're reading. Is it factual or is it not? And then make it a decision uh, before you forward that on. I'm just thinking about my family, honestly. I'm trying to educate them is what I'm trying to do. Um, but the, as, a P, as a PA or, you know, communication specialist, I, what, Major Carroll, if you wouldn't mind, what what is our role in that? What's the DOD and the PA? I guess the VI world, what's their role in this whole process?
1: Absolutely, so public affairs professional, comstrad officer, we support the commander. So I think it comes down to force resiliency. So kind of um, talking about our ability to preserve the commander's command and control, uh, you know, ability on the battlefield. So as comstrad officers, there's there's all, you know, strength through truth is out there, but there's also mis- and disinformation that's countering that narrative. So our ability to communicate to the force, you know, marine sailors, Airmen, Coast Guard, kind of communicating to them about you know the threats out there, the threat vectors that are persistent throughout social media, and how you know they'll they'll leverage you know the, the information on social media. We post a lot on on our you know Facebook pages and stuff like that, communicating about various stuff, and that information is then used to micro-target us, you know, to put specific information that to the audience. You know, we'd, we we um, are very appetizing. You know, we we want to consume it because it supports confirmation bias, belief bias. So I think just educating the force about that information, making them aware of you know the threats that are out there and how they're more susceptible to information, I think that's where contract officers come in or PA professionals, just educating the force of that of those threats.
0: Okay. Anything else?
1: Yeah. Not,
2: well, I would just I would just add that uh, it's not just a PA thing. It's not just a public affairs thing. A lot of other information-related capabilities or information forces. Uh, we're still kind of playing with the terms to figure out what exactly we're going to call them, but. Other occupational fields have a big play in this as well across the DoD, intelligence Marines as well, or intelligence, you know, uh, the intelligence community. Um, and also, uh, but the, the, the key thing here with public affairs is that uh, we have a unique capability in that we can, I'll steal a word from our commandant who, who said, uh, you know, we, we can engage directly, daily, and globally Um, with with all our audiences so not we're not just constrained to foreign audiences or domestic you know we're communicating everybody all all at the same time so I think that's the unique capability for for, from a public affairs standpoint and why we play such a huge part in this uh, discussion
0: yeah makes sense how about you Major Giles anything to add on that one So you touched on it there, and okay, this is very similar, I guess, in line with that, but why is it important for our community, I guess, to have, you know, a working understanding of what separates legitimate news gathering um, sources and dissemination from other less, you know, credible sources of, of information out there?
1: Um, I think it goes back okay. to um, audience. So... You know, looking at what the service member, I know the Marine Corps, I think the, you know, the average age is 19. So looking at how they consume information, you know, it's no longer going to be your CNN or Fox News. It's on social media. You know, pretty much every service member has a social media account. So it's looking at the audience and how they're consuming that information. And then explaining again, kind of how that information is tailored to them. You know, we'll go into more about, you know, how it's evolved over time, but how um, the echo chambers, you know, the... um, how they're, you're operating in an environment that's tailored to you in order to increase your engagement. Um, so I think it's important that individuals just understand, you know, the information that's coming to them is to keep them engaged. You know, there's advertising monetary incentives behind this, but to keep them engaged. And um, it's not always the most accurate information that they're seeing, but it's what they want, that, what they, they like to receive. So they're going to keep seeing that whether it's accurate or not
0: and the algorithms know that right. so it keeps sending it to them absolutely yeah right. the okay. longer they're
1: engaged the more they can be
0: advertised to sure they're like they love this let me keep sending them more right. of that whether it's right or wrong or misinformation disinformation 100%. okay uh checking online major larson we got any questions out there
2: yeah we do we do have one chad okay. um this one is it says how will or does media literacy affect the art and science of creating messaging or producing content influencing decision making and evaluating the credibility of sources Uh, That's a good question. I think, and I think it kind of dovetails off what we were just talking about Um, as as Major Giles said earlier, you know, the the amount of low quality, low quality but entertaining information out there. (laughs) And our challenge is that we need, we can't, we can't play the low quality game. We have to provide the truth and it has to be high quality information, but uh, it has to be in in a way that is engaging and is interesting enough to combat the noise of all the low quality information. So I think more creativity, uh, uh, more in- engaging ways to communicate with our audiences w- without getting too silly. Right? I think as, as, a, as a US military, we can't, yeah. we've got to be careful about um, you know, sacrificing our professionalism and our professional demeanor for the sake of getting more likes and, and, and followers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. We
0: talked about it when we did the social media show, actually, that was a, a big part of that show. And we talked about like it's not always about getting the likes, it's also about, and there's a gray area and you, sure. there's a fine line being uh, engaging and entertaining, but not over that line. Sure. Uh, and that is a, that's a tough balance. Yeah, and, and
2: I, read, I, uh, I read somewhere re- recently, it was talking about, you know, comedians, it's an art form. Like, not anybody can be funny. You, 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 if you try to be funny, you might just come off as being stupid, which is obviously not what we want to do as, as yeah. a DOD. So uh, it's definitely a challenge. Uh, Gotta yeah, get some more some more young creative minds out there, and uh, and I th- we already have them. Uh, we just gotta find uh, better and more interesting ways to get to get them out there.
0: Sure. Anything else on that, Major um, Carroll? No, I think um, I think Josh covered it. Yeah. hundred okay. And. So you mentioned it in that answer, you talked a little bit about how it's changed. Do you have examples or anything that you could tell about, you know, 10 to 20 years ago, um, you know, how different is the audience? um, You know, I I guess, uh, how do they receive that information or how they perceive it? Um, How has that changed, I guess, in in the 10 to 20 years? Yeah. So I look at, um, you know, ISIS, you know,
1: with a couple of mobile phones, you know, and trucks, they were able to take over almost two countries, you know, kind of, that's their use of social media and using that as the battle space, you know. and Getting followers, get generating interest from that, and I just think that's kind of a a good way to underscore the value or the the impact social media can have now as a, as a new battle a new battle space and in the information environment associated with that. I just think as contractor or PA professionals, we need to recognize that and understand. Um, the need to inoculate you know our forces against those threats, against mis- and disinformation, yeah. even malinformation. What, what to look for and how right. to look for it. I mean no
0: longer are they putting posters up and you can see right. it on every street corner. I mean right. now it's you can't be everywhere, right? right?
1: And of course there's certain news organizations that, you know, are pretty understood they have certain biases, but online that line's kinda of blurred and people may not yeah. know, you know, it may be false information you know satire parodies that are then turned into you know modified or um, fabricated and treated as true information and passed along and you know three or four we play that game telephone you know it gets passed along and then you don't by the time you receive it you you perceive it as correct in, accurate information yeah. and unfortunately it's not
0: yep absolutely okay
2: I, I have a pretty good question here chad i like okay, to bring good. up Let's do it. Uh, this one says you know uh how should PAOs and ComShot officers advise their bosses about social media and how to engage with social media? Um, and, and that's and that's a good question, and I, I don't know if there's a, a right answer necessarily. I think we're all still trying to figure this out. I would offer that. I think it's a conversation that a lot of PAOs are having with their bosses. Um, I always bring up this point when when when, a, when my boss talks to me about this. I bring up, you know, there's, there's hundreds of books about social media and how to use it online. And, and you can order in Barnes & Noble, there's probably a wall of Uh, books on social media but it's all from the private sector and it's about about how to use private sector methods to to make more money it's marketing so as government communicators where we're we're not worried about dollar signs worried about truthful information it's there's not a whole lot out there well-defined that we that we can reach out to and and use and point to so definitely a challenge and I don't know if Major Giles has probably come across that in her studies
0: Yeah. now just,
1: um, we, you know, PA professionals, contract officers, we all go through DINFO. So, you know, the motto is strength through truth, right? So I think that kind of underscores, you know, educating your commander about having them online to, you know, to put out a narrative that then can hopefully counteract that mis or disinformation that's out there. You know, hearing from the source is a good way to communicate a message that you want, it, you want your audience to hear. Obviously, PA contract officers, we know that. So just think that having them as part of the conversation cannot hurt or hinder your ability to communicate the intended narrative and to compete with those threat narratives that adversaries may be trying to push. And then um, information as a warfighting function, you know, inform is is one of those um, capabilities. So I I think just informing can't be underscored enough.
0: Back to that question, it seems like it also depends on how knowledgeable your boss is on the subject. And then the second factor is it'll change tomorrow. Sure. I mean, you know, the social media kids are using today, um, you know, the, a new platform I'm sure shows up, you know, frequently. So, you know, it was Facebook for a long time and Twitter and then, you know, LinkedIn is a little more professional, but then you kind of get into TikTok and Snapchat and, you know, I mean, what the list goes on and on and on, uh, what'll be tomorrow's social, me- or, uh, you know, social media platform. If you have any more questions online, cause I'm, I'm about done, um, but we want to answer those questions online, obviously.
2: Yeah. Let me get, uh, there is one more on here. Okay. Um, while you're looking for that,
0: remember folks, the conversation continues after the show. So if you have questions, uh, these gentlemen and, and uh, lady will also continue that conversation and answer your questions or from the schoolhouse, uh, we'll try to do it uh, across the road as well. So,
2: yeah, you find it? There is a question here. It's a, it's a tricky one. Uh, it says, how can a PAO work to understand and put aside their own assumptions and confirmation bias uh, and stay point of view agnostic? So that's, I think we just kind of answered that, right? Education. We need to make sure we're all educated on, on what we're talking about, and even from a, from the services, from a DoD perspective, and I, as a guy who works in the Pentagon and deals with policy, uh, you know, without getting into too much detail, I will tell you that uh, at the highest levels, uh, you know our, our our senior officers are concerned about this and trying to find a way forward. and I'll tell you that there's even amongst the services, there's some Uh, different opinions you know where you get all a bunch of people in a room and everybody kind of has a little bit different way of understanding this thing so kind of back to our our last question about there is no right or wrong way necessarily there's uh there's more right you know and there's definitely wrong but there's definitely there's not exactly here's the model that you use um and again because of all everybody that can just get into social media and use it to to potentially harm us right so
0: okay Anything else, Major Giles, Mitch Carroll? And- yeah,
1: I would just like, um, you know, we're talking about the value that Comstrat or public affairs professionals can do in this, but it really takes actions from the individual, you know, all individuals to and all service members to prevent the spread of missing disinformation. So it's at the individual level to um, ensure, you know, PA and Comstrat obviously should educate the force and kind of talk about threats that are out there, how we can better preserve the C2 of a commander, you know, their ability to decide and act against the missing disinformation out there but also just individual actions, you know, and what you're doing on a daily basis, what you're receiving. Take a second, look at it, you know, digest what, you, what you're looking at and, and understand, is this accurate, is this, you know, are my biases playing into this? And should I or should I not spread what I'm
0: seeing right now? There you go, okay. And Major Giles, any, anything on that one? Okay. Any more questions online? Uh, there, for there's one. Another, another, okay.
2: another hard one, I, I, I think. Uh,
0: <laughs> we figured this was going to be yeah. a little bit of a hard subject. Yeah, so that's is. why we brought three majors in. So yeah, let's so, hit us with it.
2: Uh, basically, the long and short of it is, do we, do we have the capacity? And I assume that, uh, I know this person is a, is a, a service member. Uh, so he's saying, do we have the capacity to monitor and act as fast as nefarious actors? Um, So Major Giles, I'll let you take this, but I'll just start it out with, I'll start it out with, as a democracy, we have many more limitations, just like any other kind of warfare, right? We play by a different rule book than our adversaries do. What can we do as public affairs officers to, to get at this issue that the fact that they can lie, cheat and steal and faster than us? Well, we need to, and Major Giles, you can back me up on this or not, or disagree with me if you want, but we need to expose it as quickly as possible Uh, We need to find ways, better ways to expose um, nefarious actors because, and there is research that has come up out of NATO that has explained that, you know, everybody knows Russia is doing the things they're doing. It's not, it's not uh, helping their cause. Uh, They might think it is, but the people that understand it and know what they're doing, it's actually, uh, it's galvanizing support against them. So it's, 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 it's potentially going to backfire for them, I think. If we can continue to expose it and make sure everybody understands uh, that what they're doing, um, the, expose it for what it is, and, and mm-hmm. make sure we expose that this is not grandpa and grandma posting this, this is someone else posing as your grandfather and grandmother. So, we, it's education, of course, like everything else in, in the world, right? More education. Um, yeah. and I'll pass it over to Major Giles if she has anything smarter to say. <laughs>
3: Question uh
0: Fair enough, okay. So I think we're out of questions online. I'll give you guys the opportunity. I'll go around the room, I guess, or in virtually. Um, is there anything that I've missed or anything that you want, you, want, you know, another foot stomper uh, that you wanna, you know, make sure that we drive home or any other thing you wanna add? Uh, Major Carol, what do you um, first?
1: Thanks again for the opportunity to come on here. I think this is a very important subject, kind of reiterating what I said earlier, but it takes individual actions. You know, Comstrat, PA professionals are important to educate the force about the impact of missing disinformation but it also takes individual actions to prevent the spread. So, right.
3: thanks well, again we, for allowing us.
0: We didn't start the conversation, but we're continuing it, and we hope right. that you guys do, I guess, out, you know, wherever you are, base, ship, station, um, unit, whatever, talk about it, I guess, get smarter on it, and reference some books and some literature. Um, Major Larson, anything to add on that?
2: Yeah, I would just offer that. You know, there's some, there's some recent Gallup poll data out there that says, you know, the U.S. public thinks the biggest challenges for our military are cybersecurity and disinformation. So, I think it's in. It's not a PA thing. It's not an IRC thing necessarily. It's an, it's an entire U.S. government issue. Um, and I think the DOD plays a significant part of that because of, of the nature of our job and our mission. But really, it's a, it's a whole-of-government uh, co- coordination has to happen across the entire go- uh, U.S. government. And, I, and, I, and I'm looking forward to the conversation continuing. It has been continuing. Uh, I've seen a lot of things happening in the last couple of years that have been really great. But uh, it's it's a it's a wicked problem, as they would say in the DoD. Wicked problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, good news is the information discussed here is all factual; it's been verified, um, so you can use this and please share it widely on social media. Um, Major Giles, to you to go ahead and close this out, and uh, then we'll wrap it up. I think. Okay. All good points. Um, I think that's it. It's a great discussion. I appreciate you guys coming in uh, in studio and Major Giles, um, you know, joining us from out there. I'm sure you're uh, happy to get out of the heat and get inside an air conditioned building for a little bit. Uh, I understand completely. Uh, So that is going to kind of wrap it up. Gentlemen, I appreciate it so much. Absolutely. Um, We do have a couple closing comments. Major Giles, it's great seeing you um, at least virtually. It's been probably 15 years since we have seen each other. So I appreciate that. We go way back. Uh, Folks, we want to do a quick shout-out. Happy birthday to the Navy. We just missed that. That was October 13th. And um, we want you to get ready for the Marine Corps birthday, uh, which is coming up on November 10th, all right? Uh, So everybody needs to prepare for that. A shout-out to the Sea Services uh, for finally taking back the toilet bowl over across the street at the uh, Denfos. Uh, They finally won that back, Um, so congratulations to them. Folks, that's our show. Uh, No, it isn't. I got one more thing I need to do. Uh, Next month, we're going to be airing uh, one week early, so just because Thanksgiving is coming up. So one week early, uh, November 17th at 2 p.m. Eastern, when we're going to have a team from the Army. They'll be here discussing how to write for your boss and I think how to get published. Uh, So that'll be an interesting conversation as well. From Studio One at at, uh, DMA, sorry, I had to remember where we are, I get excited when we're closing up a show. That's our show for today. We'll see you here next month. Goodbye, folks. (music) Throws me off when I have.